Hello, everyone, and welcome out to The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, a podcast where I sit down with some of my friends in the local Columbus, Ohio theater, film an improv scene, and talk a bunch of geeky stuff. Some of it good, ooh, some of it bad, but all of it definitely geeky. If you enjoy our programs, be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and to leave a review, or subscribe and leave a review wherever you can get podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from our lovely backers on Kickstarter. Like Doug Poeta, I hope I'm saying that right, and Doug, if not, and you listen to the show, just know that uh, right now I should be taking a drink if you're playing the drinking game. Um, and if I was playing the drinking game, I'd be taking a drink. But no, Doug is a, another guy around from the Columbus, Ohio area. He is an author and he is also a playwright and he's very funny. So Doug, thank you so much for supporting us here and keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. Our official sponsor of the show is Audible. With over 200,000 titles to choose from, get one audiobook and two Audible originals each month included with your trial, even once your trial ends and normal membership begins. How rad is that? Best part is you own your library, meaning you keep the books even if you cancel with Audible, plus you get easy exchanges. So, don't love a book? Swap it out for free anytime. Sign up for your free trial over at audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky. Download the Audible app and start enjoying your new audiobook. We're also part of the It's All Been Done Presents Network, a Columbus, Ohio-based multi-platform creative network. Let us entertain you. We're also voted uh, one of Columbus's top picks for 2017 and 2018. And uh, we have tons of podcasts, written works, reviews, videos, and more. For more information, go to ibdpresents.com. In this episode, I am here with... Jessica Gibson. As we sit down and talk about the 2019 version of The Lion King on this episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. And a word of warning that there will be spoilers aplenty, not just on this, but just about anything we may talk about. So listeners, beware. And is there anything that you want to say about this iteration of The Lion King or actually any version of The Lion King? Join in the conversation by interacting with us via social media or email. Twitter and Instagram is username GoodBadGeeky. Or email me at GoodBadGeeky at gmail.com. We may read your comment on the show. All right, enough said. Ooh. 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 <laughs> uh, okay. Relevant. Enough, Ooh. enough said Makes on my end. <laughs> Will, roll them. All right, Jessica, this is going to be, I, I don't know your opinion of the movie yet, so we'll just start with, give it like a real quick T-L-D-R, too long, didn't read. How would you encapsulate your opinion of the movie? It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in comparison to Aladdin, we'll do that. How, how is it? Because we won't include Dumbo. Dumbo is so over there. So, I... There were things I liked different. So remember how we talked about Aladdin and Aladdin yeah. tried very hard not to have any of the same dialogue and it succeeded. There was only like one line of dialogue that was the same. That is true, yes. In this one, they didn't shy away from having <laughs> the same dialogue. Now granted, they had a lot of the same dialogue. <laughs> I was going to say, it was like, it felt like it was 75 to but 80%. some of the dialogue, I was like, I feel like it's important to keep this. And the actors 
did a good enough job not being exactly the same. Like even James Earl Jones, when he gives the exact same circle of life speech, yeah, doesn't sound exactly the same as he did 20 no. years ago in The Lion King. More than 20 years ago. I don't <laughs> When did it come out? I don't remember. About 30 years, I feel like. Number 94. No. 94, 2004. So 25. Yeah, so 25. You were... You were, you were, was, you were. We were right in the middle, split the difference. Yes. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay, so the cats looked very pretty. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wish that all the animals could emote visually. Yeah. And not look like a documentary. And I... It's it's okay. I really enjoyed Aladdin way more than this. I think my problem is the original one. I really do think it's a very good film. Like I would say, it's the closest Disney got to. And this is an opinion of mine. Like it's a close to a perfect movie. Like the story beats. Yes, they're tropes that have been done a million times before, but like it's laid out very well and it's orchestrated. The execution is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one thing that was always a problem in the original, which was the whole Nala Scar thing. Which they they fixed in got cut because it was too dark and sinister, but they then threw it into the Broadway musical, and it just clears up a whole lot of crap. Like why the hell did Nala leave? And mm-hmm. that that they explain that oh well Scar hit on her and she's like nope fuck that and then she leaves. I li- I thought it was okay is what really what my yeah. my my short. I but it's expected because to- I've never seen the Broadway musical, but I expected it to be less. Exactly the same as The Lion King and more similar to the Broadway musical. I thought like if you're going to do I this. It, as, that's what I thought was Yeah, like happen. you're going to throw the morning report in because that they did do an animated version of that for like the yeah. extended IMAX release like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But like I thought they were going to do that. I thought they were going to do the Shadowland song. I thought they were going to do He Lives in You. Which, which they did, but they didn't do it how you expected to do it. They, yeah. they did it. Like, I had, there was a very, I mean, may as well get into it. So when, <laughs> after he talks to his dad... Remember who Re- you are. Yeah, remember. Remember. And then he starts running, and then you have that weird Beyonce spiritual oh, song. Oh, fuck that song. Which was like... So much. Which was like a God song, because she talks about going to see the great I am and stuff, and I'm like, isn't that God? Okay. I, I guess I Mufasa's really God. wanted that to be the point where they sang, he lives in you, and I thought it would have been like super appropriate and super beautiful, but instead I got this weird spiritual song that I didn't like. Oh yeah, so I was it, like, it felt very uh, tonally away from everything else in the movie. Like even yeah. the other Elton John song they play during the end credits feels like it belongs in the movie. Yeah, so I it's, it's, thought that was a missed opportunity to have that song because that's such a beautiful song. And yeah, I was just well, like, and uh, here's the thing. If you take the movie out of context of The Lion King, it is actually, to give Beyonce some cred here, it's a decent song. But I think my other thing walking away with is, like, I feel like Beyonce was, there's no point of her being in this movie. Like, it's a wasted opportunity if you're not going to have her sing something that's Lion King-y, because that song spirit is not Lion King-y to me. Yeah. And I just feel like it's a waste of having her in there. Like, Donald, I mean, yes, she sang Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Mm -hmm. And she did a wonderful job. Donald Glover, wonderful job. Mm -hmm. You wasted their talent because they're only in the movie for like 15 minutes, it feels like. I will say the the only part of the movie that has improved since the original, and I didn't, it was not improved, it's, it's good in a way that I wasn't expecting was Timon and Pumbaa. They were 
and part of that I think is just because John Favreau let two comedians do the part, and then they, he did his improvisation thing. He's like, "Do a take as we want you to do it, like probably how the original did, and mm-hmm. just go off and riff on your own." And then that ended up being in the movie, and that yeah. stuff was fantastic. And when he, he like when Puma actually sang "Farted," and he's like, "Farted, aren't you going to stop, stop me? me? No, you disgust me." <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, but "Oh, that's funny." It is like anytime they were on screen, and also. They took bits that were in the original movie. One of my favorite bits, and I was everyone wondered. I think I I've said this to you. Is like I've said this to anybody. How are they going to do the hula scene? Yeah, I know. I was waiting. Everyone's waiting. I was all waiting. But the lead up to that was also really good. Where they didn't they did the joke, but they mutated it just a bit where it's unique. And but it felt very Billy Eckner and Seth Rogen, where he's like uh, they always like live bait, and they just all look at him. And Timon looks at him, and Puma's like. Well, I think that's a great idea, but um, who do you, who do you have in mind? Yeah. <laughs> and like, and then it just sits there for a bit, like uncomfortably. <laughs> and I think I think it was at Timon just goes, "Pomba, what? I I think it's a good idea." Like, and they just <laughs> yeah. drag it out longer, and you're just like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh oh." Yeah. <laughs> and then they do, and I I I'm so glad they did not do the Charleston because if you watch the Broadway version, they do the Charleston. And I'm going to, for those who've not seen the Broadway show, if you look at a picture of how they did, fun fact, if you listen to the Broadway musical soundtrack, Max Casella, who was last recently seen in the movie Late Night as the angry, grumpy office guy who's been there for 20 years, writer mm-hmm. who's been there for 20 years, he was the, he also played Doogie Hauser's best friend in Doogie Hauser MD. He was, Vinny, he, this is, that's really the, the fun fact I want to get to. He <laughs> was, he's also in The Sopranos as a Goomba, but whatever. Because all Italians are in New York, apparently in that show. <laughs> he played Timon, and the way they did Timon Puppet was, even if, and he's a short guy, but even he, you bend your knees down, kind of like how Leguizamo did, and you have a Timon Puppet attached to you. Mm-hmm. And one's in the mouth to move the mouthpiece to make, and it's literally a gigantic-ass Timon. And then the other hand is tied to your arm, kind of like Big Bird. So if you move up, the whole hand moves up with you. And he mm-hmm. has to do, and I was like, what's a really hard thing to do? It's not the hula. It's the fucking Charleston. Well, crouched? Yeah. Jesus. And so you do the you do the Charleston. I think they don't care now. I don't know. I just remember, like, I would see pictures of him, and he was teaching you how to do it. And I was like, oh, it's not, like, super crouched low, but, mm. like, it's enough where, like, if it's painful on your knees. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then every time I see the show, like, it is impressive, a feat of impressiveness. Like, oh, he can dance the Charleston with a fucking puppet attached to his <laughs> knees. <laughs> like, that's literally what it is. And you're, you're, so you're thinking, well, what's the big twist on it this time? Because there are other parts of the movie that are almost, it feels word for word, or they're getting the beats really darn eerily close Mm -hmm. to the point of like well why make this movie we could just watch the original and then they do that and they do be our guest and you're like (laughs) I was like oh my god so again some of my favorite parts watching this movie have were were mostly the time of Puma but I remember one of the big things was and a, a big flaw in this was there, and he does the clip from Hakuna Matana where he gets right in Simba's face and he's a close up of the camera it's a fucking meek rat. So when he's trying to be, well, what's the matter with you? Like, his expression just looks like a fucking meek rat looking into a camera, going like, well, what's going on? But his mouth is moving and saying all the th- funny things that Billy is saying. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, this is, this is missing something. Is it weird that I, 
my memory of the Jungle Book animals was that they emoted way better than these fucking animals did. Uh, like no, no. Okay, I felt like Baloo and and Bagheera emoted more. They didn't just look like animals that were talking. Like their eyes would move up and down when they were like concerned or some, I, you know, yeah. Like these were they just didn't. They were just like they were just like regular animals. They were so like Scar suffered. I think very heavily. You couldn't even see Scar's scar. I had to yeah. work. You had to you had to work to see the scar. I had to scar. work to see his scar. I was like, oh. Also, uh, fuck that because they destroyed. <laughs> My favorite goddamn song. Right. So, okay. One of my favorite Disney songs, period. And on top of that, a fucking amazing villain song is Be Prepared. Yeah. And now there's a part of me that goes, okay, like, I remember I listened to the, the soundtrack before we saw the movie at work and I'm listening to it and I'm like, choo, 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 be prepared, or whatever the chanting is. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, this is unique. And then the song's over 20 seconds later. I'm like, that is some horse shit. They completely ruined that song. Yeah, and it's just talking. It's barely talk at, singing. At, yeah, and even at the end, he does sing. And I go, well, he can obviously sing. Yeah. Like, you know what's bad when but Jeremy Irons... he doesn't Iron, sound evil. No, he doesn't. He just sounds like fucking Hitler. And I'm like, more... Scar sounded manipulative when Jeremy Irons did. And that's kind of the point. Like, yeah. You need to be prepared. It's and meticulous- like he's been wanting this forever. Yeah, like Scar has been planning this shit since birth. Right. Well, now I did like the one thing, but then they didn't go into it further, which is like, oh, well, we all know what happened last time I challenged yeah, you. Yeah, I, I like, liked that they brought that up. That's cool. That's cool. And then, but then they muddied it went with uh, with Sarabi. With like apparent. Well, that's my take on it. Was that apparently. He, it was more also for the love of Sarabi, Mufasa's I feel like wife. she was also just, like, symbolic for him. Like, she's going to be queen. Oh, yeah. Like, I think that's more what it was. I, I just, yeah. I appreciated them showing, like, he's also obsessed with her. And Sarabi's just like, no, no, no. But I kept yeah. expecting the line, like... You're not half the king Mufasa was. I'm ten times the king Mufasa was. Right, like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yeah. Um, I, they, I, I did not like the hyenas as much, too. Like, I appreciate that they made Shenzi the, the Whoopi Goldberg one in the, in the anime. Yeah. One. They made her... The boss. They made her the boss. Well, she made, made her the alpha. Yeah. Which I was like, well, that makes sense because there are alphas even in species, sub, species like that that are very dependent on like they're scavengers so they mm-hmm. are dependent on lions and other predators to do most of the work for them but of course they want more which of course that w- that to me is how that Their one bellies are never full. full which cool that's a cool <laughs> line but like i'm sorry there's something so sinister that they completely lose in this movie without having ed there or not having their version of ed mm-hmm. like they don't even have to call him ed i get it ed is not an african name and I know that throws off your whole shtick that you're really trying to go for. But you know what? That's fucking creepy when they're just like, oh, no, you said. And because th- it's, it's, it's a guy who's been played up for laughs the entire yeah. time. Ed? Ed? <laughs> 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 and then at the end, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a creep. It's creepy as shit. And, it's a ter- and that's, when, that's when Scar knows, like, oh, I done fucked up. Yeah. And then he dies. You don't get it's not the same. It, it's Eric Andre <laughs> and was it Michael Keegan P- Peel or whatever just doing the whole oh our Key bellies Michael are Key. yeah Key Michael Key I never yeah. get it right 
It's yeah, Jordan. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm stuck on <laughs> Key and Peel. That's why I just threw I threw Peel's name in there for no reason. Because to me, they're always together. We watched Storks the other day, and they were. Oh the my boss. god, they're hilarious! They are the best part of Storks. I love them so much. I, I I do enjoy that movie a good deal. Like I like it all the way across. The wolves, oh the god. wolves are so they're good. So good. Yeah, it's it's like it's like we must drive. So we must be, must be, must be, must be, must. You're just like what? Yeah. And it's basically for like the Wonder for Twins purposes. Yes, <laughs> take the form of. Yeah. And then I also, I give them Mad Prots credit for anytime there's a baby in a movie, live action, anime, whatever, there's a big final fight at the end. The baby's crying. No, no. This one was all about, shh, don't mm-hmm. wake the baby. <laughs> and they're like just beating the shit out of each other. But every time they go like, ah, and start yeah. biting themselves to silence. They do the same thing with the penguins. The penguins get, thrown, get a fork thrown at them. They throw the fork back at Sandberg and they all go, ah. They're trying to just do it <laughs> yeah. silently. So good. It's a funny joke that no one I have seen no one done. But the Lion King. <laughs> to bring it back. To bring it back. The Scar thing bothers me on so many levels. And like, I really liked his performance vocally, mm-hmm. but it didn't match what I was seeing. Well, this is a problem throughout the whole movie. There weren't, I wasn't seeing it per se. Like Timon and Pumbaa are comic relief. So you, you get a pass there. Same thing kind of was uh, – the only one I thought fit emotionally, like visually what you were seeing was John Oliver Zazu, but like because he played him more British than Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson played him as like, oh, cheeky British, like wink, wink at mm-hmm. the audience kind of thing, which he was. This one, it's just like, nope, I'm a bird who happens to be John Oliver. <laughs> yeah. But, and he played it well, and I was like, oh, it's a bird, and I get that. You don't need to see the emotion there as much. But like when Simba – and Scar, like – the original Scar, like, he's very manipulative. And so, like, when he does the thing where he, like, puts his mane back and yeah. he's just one, like, you know. I'll <sighs> practice my curtsy. I'll practice. Yes, that one. Or it's like, I mean, they didn't do it in there, but they did a line similar to, like, oh, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Like, yeah. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of weight to what he's saying. And the actor doing it is not doing a bad job. He's doing it in a different way. Which I respect because you got to mm-hmm. own the part. You don't can't necessarily do what the other person did before, even though everyone else did. Whatever. Uh, he did the typical actor thing. He's like, I'm not doing that. I'm doing my thing because Jeremy Irons is great, and I don't want to do it. I want to do my thing. Good for you, buddy. But then I'm just like, well, I'm not seeing what what you're trying to do on the screen. The lion's moving where it needs to move, but I can't see it on the face. Like, yeah. There's times where he's being very manipulative. I'm like, I don't. See, I just see a cat talking to another cat, and it looks weird. <laughs> That's really my the complaint of the whole movie was, and also like if you're going to do one thing, why not do this other thing? Like you're changing things, but then there are other things you keep like very sacred, like the like they brought Hans Zimmer back to do the score. They did, yeah. And I love that score. Like it's one of the first times. Like I love John Williams' music, but it's the first time I listened to every track multiple times on a soundtrack that was mm-hmm. the score yeah i didn't do that like even now like it's hard for me to get through like a star wars soundtrack you go to like maybe five tracks that pop mm-hmm. no they, they they gave you like six tracks and all of them like to die for shadowlands endless night i memorized them because wow I i'm impressed them. i'm impressed yeah. thank you i just hum them to myself when mm-hmm. it starts <laughs> yeah well, and so they did that, but then it's like Hans Zimmer's like, oh, I did that when I was younger. Let's throw in some more African shit to make it sound good, better. And it does. 
And it's like, <laughs> and it already sounded good before. And he just, so he's just like, oh, I've matured and I'll throw my own, I'll, I'll update my own work. And it sounds so good. It does. And then you get to some of the other stuff and you're like, why? Like, is it that bad to throw the Morning Report song in there? Is it that bad to throw Shadowland or the Madness of King, or not Madness of King Scar. Madness of King Scar is technically two songs. It's the Madness of King Scar mixed with be prepared reprise be prepared she's got those assets feminized you're the king control the hyenas i need to make her mind it's phenomenal that's what i'm saying like they didn't even do the hyena song which is so good so good child down this is really just nick bitching about what they didn't do i mean fair fair because one of my nitpicky things is um if you're gonna do this established song and you're not gonna totally like remake it sing on the beats I got really annoyed during Can You Feel the Love Tonight because oh, they were not on the beats. They, they were, were like doing weird spacing between their so- their words. And I was just like, just just sing the fucking song. Just so sing the song. It didn't bother me. I, didn't, I heard it more from Beyonce and she was doing her Beyonce shit. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. Reel that shit back down. Because then Donald Glover feels like it's trying to match her. But it's I just hear Beyonce doing. <laughs> but she was off that? the beat. And I was just like, this is really bothering me because she'd be like half a verse late not that bad it wasn't that it wasn't it was she wasn't that's an exaggeration but it's it's enough to notice it yeah like she'd be in the pause singing and i'm like that's you're not supposed to be singing right now can we also give now this is a compliment to john favreau can we appreciate that they kept her down to fuck moment in the movie like it's the only time i felt like in the movie that she would like they kept emotion in what was in the original (laughs) and i'm just like really that's the scene you keep really like where it's like it looks like they actually did something with her eyes to make her look just like what's up yeah <laughs> like which i that that's a meme going around right now if you have not seen it if i can find it we'll we'll post it in the show notes but it's a meme of when you're little watching the lion king can you feel the love tonight those lions are having fun playing together <laughs> and she's looking at him weird like that's all you think of it and then when you're an adult it's like oh she's totally dtf like you know that yeah I always thought after Lord of the Rings came out, Can You Feel the Love Tonight is Aragorn and Arwen's theme song. <laughs> oh, can you feel... No, Star Cross. Why won't he be the king? I know no, he, he is the king, king I see inside. So I, I always think of them hilariously when I hear that song. <laughs> and and then and then what was it? Uh, Mary and Pippin would be Timon and Pumbaa. And if they fall in love tonight... We can be us. It can be assumed his it's carefree days with us on history. <laughs> In short, our power is doomed. Oh, can, now can we also talk about Seth Rogen's uh, very limited range of singing? Yeah, like how they completely like, and they made it a joke, kind of, but then they kept him in that range and they used him well. Mm-hmm. I felt like it's not like Russell Crowe during Les Mis going, "Oh, buddy, this is not rock for you. This is <laughs> this is hard. You you're having problems." <laughs> it's, it's like it's it's yeah. And here's the thing: like I know the dude can sing because I've listened to his band occasionally. I don't love it, but like the guy can sing. But he's more like a rock and roll grover singer. Mm-hmm. I, and I appreciate that's why they casted him. But then there's a part of him like, "Oh, this is like the end of uh, Abba's Mamma Mia. That's not good." <laughs> Like, but that was done on purpose for fun. I think you really thought Russell Crowe could sing. <laughs> and, and I don't know. I don't think he was the worst thing ever, but like, he wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. I really liked, they had like the extended with the other animals. 
The lion uh, sleeps tonight. The lion sleeps tonight. Yes, that was so good. I loved all the animals coming in and helping. Mm, wop. Yeah. Mm, wop. Yeah. They had all the little doing their own little parts and. <sighs> that was super cute. That was super cute. And showing there are other animals in this paradise that, oh, that they take them to. Right. <laughs> or they take them to. And I love he's like, uh, what about antelope? Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Do you have any antelope? We're fresh out of those. Kids. <laughs> you're just like, oh, that no, that makes sense. Because there would be other animals, especially after they ran away. Well, I'm sure some of the animals had to hear about shit going wrong in the Pride Lands. Yeah. Like, and- I'm surprised they never brought that up. or I don't know. And it made me think for the first time, when Simba goes back to Pride Rock... What does he eat? Mm. There's no bugs. There's no grubs. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a wonderful question, but but <laughs> to throw it out there, the an, antelope. The I will say too, which is interesting, is that this movie actually makes the distance that Simba travels much, 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 much farther. Yeah. While the animated movie just goes, there's probably a desert in there, but like, and it's far, but it's it, you know, it's a day travel. Mm-hmm. This one it felt like it's like a five day travel. There's like a there's like a river and yeah, and it also, makes more sense why no one's ever found him. A little, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're in the Pride Lands and you just don't fucking leave the Pride Lands, then I kind because it's your kingdom. I kind of mm-hmm. like you live there. Yeah, you might die there because the lion eats you, but whatever. You fair, know, you fair. got you got insurance because you know what? I ate you. I'm not going to eat you. Your family's safe because it's the circle of life. When I it's die, a line. It's, I know. <laughs> it's a line. Life is meaningless. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, circle. Like, what circle? What's no. Like, no, that's not at all. But again, like there, that's anytime I think anything joyful in that movie, it's always Timon and Pumbaa and, or just them in a scene and just talking and pointing out some of the flaws in the in circle of life. I never came up with that. You started the song. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> Why are we singing this again? <laughs> yeah. Also, I like the fact, one of my favorite parts in the normal soundtrack from the animated version, they, they cut it out, but the adult Simba, whoever's singing, it's not Matthew Broderick, but it's just going like, Hakuna Matata, Hakuna Matata, Batata. It's at the, but it's fading out, so you can't hear it. But then they just did that whole. They just let it go. Yeah, and it's like I think we should stop singing now. <laughs> it's like he's just going to keep doing his thing. Yeah, and it's funny that they didn't let him sing in the first one because he sings in the second one, and he sings fine. Like oh, so that's that's a so this is a problem in Hollywood movies that bug me. So on the Spider Man Three soundtrack. Kirsten Dunst is singing with Jason Schwartzman because Schwartzman was in Phantom Planet and he he's a decent singer. And he's singing – it's a song called Summer's Day and it's like a, a – what is it? It's a back and forth like a Frere Jacques. It's like Frere Jacques, Frere Jacques. Mm-hmm. So it's like – It's, it's, oh, it's around. Yeah, it's like it's summer day. And then you hear this – it's pretty but it's kind of a squeaky voice. Not like Nanny Franny Drescher kind of thing. But it's like, it's a summer's day. And it's Chris, Kirsten Dunn singing. And then you watch Spider-Man 3 and there's that big opening number on Broadway. And it's god-awful horrible. And see, you can tell she's lip-syncing. And I'm just going like, why did you put that on the soundtrack? Like, this bugs me. <laughs> but, but that's a good example of, like, why did you do like there are always, like, why did you recast? Like, they got, let Mel Gibson sing, for God's sakes, and Pocahontas. Yeah. And he's not horrible. He's not great either, though. Like David Olgan Steyer. That's why he only sings in like one song, one and a half songs. <laughs> Which, by the way, that's one song he did sing a decent job amount, and I feel like is really good. But it, that's not him. It's mostly David Olgan Steyer's 
Because it's the mine, mine, mine. All of my life I've searched for a land, land like, like this one. Da, 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 da. But yeah, that one has the cut song of like, if I never knew you. So something else to point out here. Jessica has good Disney cred, people. Just, <laughs> if you d- haven't got this yet, she she's holding her own. Actually, she's actually smarter at this stuff than I am. Because we did a di- Disney trivia thing and she got me some DuckTale figures. <laughs> Which is true, because my wife was useless. She was my partner. But she openly was like, I'm not going to play. I don't do good at trivia. So giving my wife some credit here. But like, She didn't make promises she couldn't keep. That is true. And I remember at one point, she's like, I'll help you on the next question. And then when it came up, she's like, I don't know. And I was like, God damn it. Come on, man. And then actually, then when, then when the question came out with the right answer, she's like, I thought that's what it was. I was like, what? <laughs> the one time. No. Uh, yeah. I also th- I really had thought I was like on my high horse when one of the things was you had to put the movies in order. Oh, that was hard. That was way harder than I remember. I was like, Mulan came out in 97 or 98, 99. I was like, nope, that was Tarzan. Like, I just fucked up a bunch. And but, but the thing is, once I did pretty well once you got up to like 90, not The Lion King, mm-hmm. and then it just all went downhill from there. Yeah, it's like... It's like I know for a fact, like when half of these came out, yeah. and then the rest, I'm like, they're scattershot. We are guessing. Well, and which one? So some of them, I think Disney at once or twice Disney did it like two movies in one year. Yeah, and so like I think it was no was was Mulan ninety seven or ninety eight? I thought Mulan was ninety seven. I thought it was ninety seven. So Hercules, I thought came out. Didn't that come out at the end of ninety six, leading into ninety seven? So you could say it was both. Uh, but as I'm saying, like you're just like, oh no! Like if you put Mulan before the Hercules, it's hard. It is, and hard. now Disney's like, let's release twelve a year. Fuck it. <sighs> and they got Marvel too. They're like, boom, boom, boom. Well, so we're that- competing with ourselves in the box office now. Well, someone did a tweet, and I think I I don't know if I retweeted it. I wanted to, but it's like, good job Disney for beating Disney on that thing that Disney made because Disney did Disney did Disney. Good job, Disney. And I'm just like... It's true. It's, it's, you're not wrong. It's because it's like Disney, 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 James Cameron, which is also now owned by Disney. Disney, 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 Steven Spielberg. <laughs> to be fair, I hate Avatar, so I was I, not sad that... I don't like Avatar either. It's it's about animal fucking. It's Pocahontas. Well, yeah. B- blue. I don't... And I don't, Pocahontas is half the length. I don't get it either. It has songs. <laughs> so which one am I going to watch? <laughs> Pocahontas. <laughs> like, I need to rewatch that movie again because I, I haven't seen it in a while. I just remember the, the raccoon. four more. Pocahontas movies? No, I'd oh, be happy Ava- about Oh, Avatar. That. Avatar movie. You'd be happy with four more Pocahontas? Probably not. I mean, I she gonna... died at like 20, that poor girl. How much John's torture can to we put like her through? John's been to Yeah. Mm. anyway no yeah four avatar movies yeah i'm not looking forward to those like i'm to the point where i even questioned was like are you gonna watch those like you don't want to watch those no like i know there'll be big zeitgeist films kind of thing so i should talk about them but like it's like if the matrix movies came out and if i was the age i am now knowing what i know not knowing what i know but like if i knew then what I know. So, now. like, Spider-Man 3 and the the two Matrix sequels broke me from, like, having to complete a, a, a trilogy. Like, not just owning it, but even seeing it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I didn't know Spider-Man 3 was going to be bad. I first two were really good. The Matrix was really good, but then you watch the second one, and you're just like, this was not a good movie. This was a bad movie. 
wonderful action sequences, not a good movie. So I went to the theater seeing that, not knowing there oh. was going to be a third one. Oh. And it ended, and I basically yelled, what the fuck? And my friend, like, slapped me. She was like, shut up. You're They're, embarrassing they, me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't contain it. They did a... And then you watch the third one, and you're like, well, maybe they can, re- they can rebound. Because sometimes people will go, they can rebound. They know what they did wrong. They'll rebound. And, and then... Nope. 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 It's <laughs> a big old fat no. That's why when they said they want to remake, they want to do like a, a reboot sequel, kind of like Super Mario Turns, like, but for The Matrix. I was like, sure. I, I mean, but if it's not good, I'm out. Because I'll give you, you're, you're more mature filmmakers. I'll give you the benefit. But shame, well, fool me once. No. Nope. why? Why not just... Move on. Because Speed Racer was good. Oh my god, I did love Speed Racer. Speed Racer was good, and I I'm still kind of confused by was it Cloud Atlas? But I I thought they did some good work, and also they produced Sense Eight and they wrote Sense Eight. I thought oh. was, I haven't seen all of Sense Eight, but like so they have some good stuff noodling around in there, and it's just their execution is either very good or very weird or very poor. And the ma- last two Matrixes were very poor. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. But they say we got five more movies. I'm like, and the new one's horrible. I'm like, nope, fuck that. I'm not doing it. I I have matured. <laughs> to sit there and go, nope, I will not waste my time doing that. So if all these Marvel movies started to suck, I would probably stop going to them. That's not true. Yeah. I'm like, I would always would try to. I would I. Would I. But like, I even watched the new Ninja Turtle movies. And I knew going in, I was, I'm going to hate these movies. Yeah. Um, the second one wasn't as bad, but. Those were just, mm. stop trying to make the science sound real. Just stick to the script. Stick to the script, which is, oh, you mysterious to, ooze. You need, to, you need to read the original comic book where they have no real personality. Except for Raphael, he's angry. Oh, my favorite. I love him. Yeah, uh, me too. He's my favorite. <laughs> um, but he has no, none of them really have any personality really outside of that. And then they, you find out that the ooze is actually from an alien planet with oh. little brains. That would have made more sense than the science in the Megan Fox ones. Oh, yeah. And then also, didn't they say, like, April owned the turtles, too? And I was just like, no, some kid named Chet owned the turtles. It's a stupid thing, but it's consistent in all the... Even in the 80s cartoon show, which no one gave a shit about anything of the Um, comic books. I had VHS copies of that. Thank you. Well, I'm talking about the the (laughs) behind-the-scenes people. Like... Because they technically are the ones that gave the turtles their personalities, really. Like that, that yeah. everyone goes, Oh, Michelangelo's the party dude, the brains, the leader, the angry one. Well, or the jokester, whatever. Raphael's cool but crude. Give me a break. <laughs> Michelangelo is a party dude. Party! <laughs> yeah. But yeah, those guys didn't care about, like, and so that's why years later when Pure Lair is like, I'm going to do a cartoon series my way. It's like, oh, it's kind of following the comic books. Like, I guess him and Kevin would be would be happy. I don't know. Kevin's happy with anything. You could sit there and put a big piece of shit and put a bandana on and goes, look, it's shit Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and, and he would, Kevin Smith, or Kevin Smith, Kevin Eastman would be like, this, guys, I'm really excited for this new piece of shit that's coming out. <laughs> like, just because, you know, sorry, turtle fan rant uh, aside. The Lion so King. So the Lion King. The Lion King. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I actually was really happy that the opening sequence was basically shot for shot, the cartoon. Yes. I loved that Circle of Life was exactly the same. Thank <sighs> God for that. Because there are other scenes where like they have some things that... Okay, I just can't wait to be king. 
was well done, but like it's it's a good example of how animation is useful because the whole point is kind of through the kids' perspectives of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's a part of me that's like, are they gonna? What are they gonna? How are they gonna do? Like, this is a lame ass diversion from the way you're watching it. Like in the live action movie, well, the live act, the new one. If you mm-hmm. watch the original one, you're like, oh, they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But again, it's it's kind of all in their imagination, kind of not. I don't know. And in the style, the style just completely changes this yeah. one. And I was expecting, if anything, they would do something similar because so far they did the circle of life damn near perfect. They did some other scenes damn near close. They're probably going to do that, and it's like, no, it's just all big real animals singing. I just can't wait to be. It's too unrealistic. Okay. It's too, oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just a negative Nelly on this movie. I really wanted to like it a lot. I think what, when I heard the scar thing, I was like, well, let me lower my levels a little bit. And then even going in, I was like, I really wanted to like this movie, but I, I can't connect to when scar is being manipulative. I'm not seeing it visually and I it can't connect emotionally. But my wife loved it. She thought it was really good. And I'm just like, I know I'll, I'll tap out. I'll buy Aladdin, but I don't want to buy that one. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's so weird. Anyway. We had to watch another iteration of Mufasa die, which I there were some things. So, so that's the thing. There are some things that Favreau did a really good job improving upon. Like I thought, yeah, the, build the up stampede of that, the and stampede. like him getting hit by the by the tr- the water buffaloes, the water buffaloes, wildebeests, whatever they were, um, and then just also him climbing up. I felt like, and some of that was almost shot for shot. But there, I just felt like there were the, – oh, the, the thing about Simba not being able to see, it became way more clear, like, I can't see over this yeah. ridge. While before, he's just like, I, oh, I guess I'll run over here. Oh, no, my daddy's fallen. And that and you're like, well, that's sad. This one, that's like, oh, it's, there's very clear setup of – very well. Also, he added tension where I didn't think any tension was needed, but when Nala left the Pride Lands. Yeah. Like, her sneaking out, and I was just like, wow, I'm kind of – yeah. I'm feeling concerned for a second. Yeah, and I was like, I know she's going to get out, but I'm like, right. oh, like, oh, no. Good job for you adding tension. And I guess Zazu was like not a prisoner the way he is in the cartoon. He was, yeah. He's just out there, but he still sneaks in every day to give a morning report. Which, now, see, I thought that was really cool. Now, that was something I got behind. Yeah. And I was just like... Zazu's loyalty. Yeah. Because if you... Because I was listening to the Broadway thing today bef- uh, at work, and apparently he's like he Scar is still part of the royal family, mm-hmm. so he calls him Sire still. So he's like Zazu, 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 Zazu. Yes, Sire. Nobody loved me. There's the rub. Not even as a cub. What did my brother have that I didn't have? But you're just like, why are you calling him Sire? Like that's weird to me. Like story wise, that's weird. Mm-hmm. And then this one, he's nope. There's no sire. It's fucking scars over there, and I'm giving the morning report to the queen. Yeah, the rightful queen, which was, which was awesome. I feel like this is just me shitting over this movie for 38 minutes. <laughs> I mean, fair. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. I liked whoever played Baby Simba. Yeah, I thought I, he did a good job. Baby Nala did good too. Baby mm-hmm. Simba, Baby Nala. I don't know who the fuck played Rafiki. And I'm okay. Me neither. With that. I was supposed to look that up because I was like, hmm. Yeah, somebody somebody played Rafiki, but I guess good job if if they are very well known that you couldn't tell who they were because sometimes that's a good thing if you can't. tell Yeah, the like actor. you could tell it was Beyonce. Oh my God! Yes, she just sounded like I, Beyonce I, talking. I, I, people are going to hate me for saying I feel Beyonce's overrated in this movie, <laughs> but I'm okay with that. 
seriously, send your emails to goodbaggeeky at gmail.com. I understand how angry you are. Let's be clear. The beehive. I, the beehive has gotten shook. And I'll just throw out there too. I wanted to join the beehive in this movie. And I just, I, I'm not there. The attack on Pride Rock was, was really good too. Um, it, there are some times where they try to make sense of things that where they just cut to. Um, in the it movie. was King T'Chaka played Rafiki. Seriously? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Okay. Okay. I mean, I awesome. I thought he sounded familiar. Bum bum bum. Oh, so like you know how the song "Be Prepared," he the mountains or whatever the rocks move in the elephant graveyard in the animated yeah. version, and the live action version. Even though it's only playing for twenty seconds, they try to duplicate the scene a little bit, but the rocks don't move because it's not animated like that. Yeah. So then he shows him just climbing up awkwardly to the very top, and it looks very weird. And it's like, no, no, no. I want to save my energy and sing down here. I'm not going to climb up to the top. I don't know. And they do the same thing going up to the Pride Rock. Like, just show Scar leaving. When they were fighting on top of Pride Rock, I was like, this is really high. And when he flung him off, or when Scar fell off Pride Rock, I was like, how's he not dead already? Valid, valid questions. Or like, show him limping. Because then that would be make more sense too why the hyenas would go after him because he's clearly going to die soon possibly. Yeah. And then use the whole excuse. He's like, "Well, our bo- bellies are never really full." <laughs> yeah. Just. I liked her voice. I did like so. Yeah, I liked her. Oh, it's just what they did to Scar is just too much. I just can't handle it. I'm trying, Jessica. I'm trying real hard. It's okay. I'll get through this difficult time. What are some other things I enjoyed in that movie? James Earl Jones, of course, was fantastic. I felt like uh, yes. who, who who played Sarabi? Um, uh, Alfre Woodward. She did a really good job, but I felt like she was. But again, the the actress who played the original uh, Sarabi, the girl from uh, Coming to America, played mm-hmm. James Earl Jones' the wife. Queen. Yeah. yeah, that to me felt more like a wink casting. Like she's barely in the movie, but wink, we're gonna whatever. And this one, it's just like. Poor Alfie. She's in the, She got some extra lines because Scar is like, Sarabi, you want to come over here and eat you with me? Fuck? You want <laughs> And she's like, mm, You want to fuck? No. And by fuck, I mean eat this antelope. And by eat this antelope, I mean we'll have sex later. Yes. And circle she, around. Cir- <laughs> it's the circle of life. It's true. That's just a line. <laughs> no one, no one it's believes. It's just a line. No one does that. <laughs> uh, life is meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was a, there was a kid in our audience somewhere that gasped when they said that, and, <laughs> and I was just like, "That is beautiful. Thank you so much." And for I that. I liked later when Timon, what did, how did he say it? He's like, "I am always willing to admit when Pumbaa's wrong." Yes, <laughs> you said life was meaningless. I'm always willing to admit when Pumbaa's wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and even like some of the the way they reworded some of the dialogue, like between Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa looking at the stars. Like, I felt like the dialogue felt a little bit more natural. And this is another example of where I was just like, I couldn't feel the emotion, though, from beyond that. was just like, I wanted to see Simba look sad, you know, and just Mm -hmm. or think about what he's thinking of. Because, you know, that's not what's going on. He's like, those two rattled his cage a bit, unintentionally, and they don't know it. But you get to see it on his face, and you didn't see it on his face. You just saw a cat walking away. So weird. What else did you like in this movie? Um... <laughs> I liked the uh, 
in the credits, I liked the reworked Lion Sleeps Tonight and He Lives in You that oh, Lebo M. Yeah, and they did, did. it in the in uh what what the language they they sing Is it Swahili? Swahili? Oh no! I'm terrible. Uh, <laughs> the the music that they sing the in the language, they do it in the language. It's not like a they do it half and half because that's kind of what they did. I think in the Simba's Pride soundtrack, yeah. they did where it's like he lives in you, and, and, and then there's like a whole verse where it's like by Lebo M in the native tongue, and you're just like cool, cool. But then you listen to the soundtrack; it's the whole damn track. Yeah, yeah. so I really liked that. Mm. I think I talked about what I liked already. I mean, it was basically the Lion King in CGI. So. Yeah. Do you think they should have made it though? I think they should have done more with it. I agree. Like, I think it should have. I think again, I think it should have had more of the Broadway yeah. in there too. So, so throwing it out there, the Shadowland song. If you listen, if you ever get a chance to listen to, it, if you haven't, whoever does Nala has to have fucking pipes. Mm-hmm. You have Miss Queen Bee. Who I has pipes? Who has pipes? And I, I like, seriously, I was looking forward to her possibly singing that in the movie because I was like, it's very soulful and it's really good. But like, you have to have that talent. I was like, well, I know she has the talent. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to hearing it. And then it's just like a, it's a missed opportunity, more yeah. so than some of the other ones. Like Aladdin, it's like they're, they're so with Aladdin, it's like they're trying to do something different. Even with Dumbo, ugh. like they're <laughs> trying to do something different. Lion King is just like. No, we're gonna do it almost exactly as it was, but yeah. fuck up some little things. And here like and there. even because he did Jungle Book too, and Jungle Book wasn't exactly the same. No, but like I, it hit the same beats, but it had some variation. Kinda. Have you rewatched the original Jungle Book though? Like they're more interstitials that have no plot assigned to it. Like I felt like Favreau. Like Jungle Book needed to me needed to be remade mm-hmm. because. I mean, if you could find a way, the only thing I think that Favreau kind of sold himself short of, and no offense to the great and wonderful Christopher Walken, but that whole King Louis song just did not work. The fact that he was a giant, terrifying orangutan. Yeah. Like, that part was interesting. He was creepy as shit. I right. was like, oh God, oh God. Yeah. Well, so that, again, so that was an interesting choice, but like the way they had him sing the song, like, I know the dude can sing. He's done SNL sketches where he can actually kind of sing. And But then you have him doing the Christopher Walken. I'm the king of the whatever. Swing a uh, Yeah. The jungle. VIP. Wow. <laughs> I reached the top. Yet I had to stop Mowgli. Wow. And this is what's about me. You want to be a man, man cub. Wow. <laughs> it's a really good impression. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> My favorite walk-in sketch, or anything he's done, and he's done a lot of great things, but it's it was in the last 15 to 30 minutes of SNL, which means it's the dumping ground, kind of, of sketches, and it's called The Gardener Who's Afraid of Plants. That's <laughs> the one where he puts the googly eyes on Yes! Thing. He's <laughs> like, I don't trust grass, because you can't <laughs> put googly eyes on the, on the grass. It just falls to the dirt. Everyone trusts dirt. And then you zoom out and you realize there's Google eyes over everything. Yeah. And, but, and there's another point where he takes a spray bottle and sprays a plant. And, like, and he's expecting a response where he flinches. He's like, whoa. <laughs> it's, it's like it takes walking and just 
It's the most like that is a movie I want to see. Is the gardener who's afraid of plants? I really like, and it's gonna sound terrible. The like mid '90s sketches that he did, where he was the creepy, basically neighbor that was the embodiment of Pepe Le Pew. Oh, like yeah. he keeps trying to trick you to come in. And so the camera and was it's always from the in camera's a POV. point of view. Yes. Oh yeah. my god! Isn't it, isn't it like he he's doing a weird thing too, where it's almost like doing an impersonation, a personation of uh, Billy Crystal doing his champagne. Because then he say champagne a well, really and he's weird got way. like a yeah, and he's got the he's silk. Got, uh, he's got the porn stash. Yeah, and he's got the silk robe. Yeah, the red robe with like the little pompa, pompadour there, and uh, for yeah. the yeah, good stuff. That one always cracks me up. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably rewatch it. I'd probably be like, "Wow, that's terrible," but <laughs> <laughs> but it always made what? me laugh because he was basically Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> what movie did I watch recently? It's an older movie that did not hold up as well, and I was like, "Oh, this is awkward," and I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. Probably a it was teen, an eighties movie, teen comedy from. The- <laughs> was it Revenge of the Nerds? I rewatched that, and I was like, "Oh, oh no, that no, that is." It's funny, but it's also very yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's uh-huh. the, that, oh, I think I... Oh, no, I didn't watch it. We were talking Porky's. about it. My Porky's is a great movie, <laughs> but it's also a bad movie. Uh, <laughs> Animal House. Oh, yeah. How he's like, just rape her. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> now, see, yeah. So, see, I didn't... I forgot about that. But, like, I was just even them, like, him oogling the girls and, like, breaking into the sorority, just watching them strip. And you're just like, oh, this is weird and stalkery. And, yeah. And, but they're so lovable that you, you're happy when they get the, the whatever girl at the end. You're like, oh, that, no, that's bad. That's yeah. bad. You rewatch pretty much any 80s team movie and you're like, oh, that's problematic. Even Weird Science. Even oh, yeah. Weird Science. And I love Weird Science. Oh, so, the. Uh, I I enjoy Animal House. I, I mean, do too. Yeah, there's some funny thing. It's like he, the guy singing. He's like, can I, can I borrow that for a second? Yeah. Thanks. He just hands it back. Also, oh, so, so the reason I brought this up, and we were talking about my wife's, my wife nor her mother and father have ever seen Animal House, and oh, apparently no. her father is doing this thing where they're doing like a, a costume party from Animal House, and he's okay. like everyone's doing togas, and I I've not seen the movie, so I don't get it. I guess there's a toga party, and I was like, "Oh yeah, toga, 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 toga." It's and so he showed me he's going to go as Bluto wearing the college shirt, yeah. like that whole thing. I was like, "That's actually a great costume." It's a yeah. like, but if it was me, I would I would go as the band leader at the end. It's who was the guy who uh, killed himself, Sally, uh, who ran National Lampoon, who is mm. probably a huge misogynist jerk. But he's the one that he puts on the trench coat and the shades and walks around with the big, you know, baton yeah. and leads the band into the alleyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I would do. It's, well, and that's it's a what weird is it? deep like, cut. Niedermeyer? It always cracks me up oh, that, like, Niedermeyer. if you watch Twisted Sister, we're not going to take it. Yeah. Like, everything he says is a line from Animal House. Which is great. Yeah. I remember uh, when they did the Twisted Sister, like, VH1 Behind the Music. They had an interview from him back in the day, like a year or two after that video came out, saying I hated doing it because I'm I'm beyond Animal House. And then during the VH1, he's like, "Yeah, I had some issues with Animal House. I actually think it's one of my favorite things outside of Animal House that I've done. That's making fun of that because I do a lot of parodies about that. And I was just like, it's a good parody, man. You should it be is. very. It's fantastic. D. Snyder did a good. Did you did you good on that one? Yeah, and yeah. I could see Niedermeyer growing up. To be just like that. Yeah. yeah. And they killed the whole poor horse. 
<laughs> yeah, because no. so I forget. Are they just trying to get the horse to shit on the floor? Is that what it is? And that's why they fire. Or they're trying to scare him away. I just yeah, know that they, they don't. Like they, don't that. they don't shoot the horse directly. It's just no. the gunshot startles him and it kills him. Yeah, he like has a heart attack and dies. <laughs> and and I was trying to explain uh, to my wife is like it's the most awkward scene ever. But the dean is having normal business meetings and conversations, and some of them are about Delta House or whatever. But in the background, you just hear they're like measuring the horse. Yeah. And then at one point, you hear them go, <laughs> and so they're cutting the horse up, and you're just going like. Oh no, <laughs> that's so horrible. Uh, but it's so funny. Yeah, a lot of those movies are bad though. They, <laughs> yeah, are. they are. Even like 16 Candles. Oh. Or like yeah. The Breakfast Club, which I love, has moments where you're like, well, oh, no. especially with what's his, what's his name trying to rile up Molly Ringwald's character. Yeah, by like shoving his face in her crotch. And you're like, mm. ah! That's right. That's not something that. That's a crime. <laughs> No, it is, but I just remember, so growing up, I saw the TBS version of that movie, and that scene oh. is kind of, so I know what you're talking about, I've not seen it as much as I've seen some of the normal, the, mm-hmm. the made-for-cable version, oh. where they edit around some of that, but, yeah, because there's some other stuff where, like, the principal is, like, walking around the halls more, and he almost catches them a few times, but there's also, supposedly, it's lost to time, sadly, I think there's, like, a three-hour edit of that movie, Jesus. and I'm just like, I would love to see that, though. Me too. Just because it's John Hughes and because uh, apparently everybody had a plot, but it's like a, like so the janitor, the principal, I think some of the parents, they all kind of had something going on. Oh. Well, it's like planes, trains, and automobiles too had a very like mm-hmm. full movie, and then and that's why you know Hughes got pissed off because they made him edit his movie down or something. I don't know Hollywood. See if he'd have lived another thirty. <laughs> He could have made all the long ass movies he wanted. Well, he he apparently the way they treated John Candy though, he was like, "No, I'm fucking done with Hollywood because fuck you." It's, which I'm like, that, he stuck to his guns for the most part. I think the only thing he did do was he did like commentary tracks for like Ferris Bueller or something. But but good for him for sticking up for his friend, I guess. Even though I would have loved to seen a three hour cut, but that's apparently one of the things is on the DVDs or something. They they like. It was lost to time because they Universal didn't take care of their film stock or something. Dude, there's it so just... many that it's like, or that they deliberately destroyed. Like, oh my, the God. Judy Garland A Star Is Born has like 20 minutes of entirely relevant plot cut out that they destroyed the film for. So when you watch it, it's they still have the audio. So you have the audio and you have photos from set filling it in Isn't and you're like horrible? what the fuck is wrong with you <clears throat> well, what was it there was it wasn't the 85 fire it was a fire in 2000 i remember there was an article on twitter someone sent me and it's not necessarily about film but so universal the universal lot caught fire again it wasn't the one in the late 80s or where the back to the future set burned down they had to rebuild everything it wasn't that one it was where it hit the vault and they're saying – and originally Universal was like, oh, yeah, we've lost nothing. Everything's fine. We stopped the fire in time. But it's like, no, no. They lost probably about like like over like 50,000 original music tracks from like the 20s and 30s and 40s that Universal owned. Oh original masters that are just gone to time. Like they have the song still because they would put them on CD and iTunes and stuff. But those masters are lost to time. Oh, that's so sad. Is Anytime it, you hear about anything like yeah. a fire destroying things or people destroying yeah. like thousands of year old monuments and shit like that, it's like that's gone forever. 
Okay, so no, I'm not, that that's political. I won't get into that. Because no, I'm not, talking about like well, no, in the I Middle know. East, like ISIS was going around destroying like holy old monuments and things like things that had been there for well, right, longer than not longer than recorded time, but like longer than you know generations. The people who made it are long gone. They're you know that's the type of stuff. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Well, so the Lion King, oh, yeah. um, we have um, a lot of stuff to talk about the Lion King. Um, I, that's all I got. There are also honestly. dead animals in the Lion King. Oh, <laughs> yep. Circle, circle, circle about round. <laughs> so, yes, and that's why we brought up Animal House, because of the dead animals, mm. which, which you know, the dead horse becomes the grass. And, and we tackle people on the grass. the grass. Oh, that too. Oh. We play football on the grass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it like Simba. We eat the antelope. The antelope become the grass. Those humans play football on the grass, <laughs> and then they might go shoot us too. <laughs> womp womp. The circle oh. of it's the circle of life. Life is meaningless, <laughs> and it kills us all. Actually, everyone life. dies. I don't know how the that was a good one to end on. All right, uh, so final thoughts on The Lion King, <laughs> Jess? <laughs> I mean, it was all right. It wasn't I'm, my favorite remake. Yeah, it wasn't Dumbo. That really is, to me, the pinnacle of just bad remake. And Maleficent. <laughs> it's not Dumbo or Maleficent. Uh, and I'm, I'm very happy with that. But It wasn't boring like Cinderella. Now, see, I've not seen Cinderella, but I've heard some people say it's really good. And so I now I'm getting nervous. I'm getting nervous though. So, so you brought you brought me down a little bit, and I appreciate Sorry. that. No, no, no. no um, I appreciate I your realistic approach to that, which is it was Lily born. James. Like she plays Cinderella. She's, ugh, I love her, and Haley Atwell's her <gasps> mom. So you know she's only in it for a few minutes. But Haley Atwell, I could watch her in all the things. I, I know. I'm, I'm I gonna, love her. She, I, this is horrible, but like celebrity crush. That's she's one of them. I only have like three. I liked The Lion King barely it was just it was serviceable but i'd rather just watch the original on blu-ray yeah or if 4K. i had a choice i'd just watch the animated one yeah i um, there's a part of me like i have the a-list so i felt like i didn't lose anything seeing it like if i would have paid money for that movie i might be a little bit more and i'm already as you can tell a little mad <laughs> i it would have been worse it would have been like dumbo michael keaton mad <laughs> oh everybody Please be sure to support our guest, Jessica, for this episode. You can do so by uh, checking out the show notes or going to mandaagogo.com. Anything else you need to plug? Um, no. Fantastic. All right. Thanks, Jessica. Thank you. <laughs> Get out of here without cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you showed up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something, because I'll tell you something, this is a happy place!